Hi, welcome back. Welcome back. Here we are. Happy uh, New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2020. Uh, happy 2020. Here we are. Did you make any New Year's resolutions? You know, I didn't make any resolutions, but you know, we talked about it in our episode. That one? Yep. That's that going to happen. A lot. Yep. A lot of times. I talked about how I want to do 20 new things in 2020 and document yeah. them. I haven't done any of them yet. I mean, we've just got started. I but mean, I've got we're a lot of only ideas. like two weeks in. Right, right. I got and a lot of ideas. You have a lot of time. I know. I figured out my word of the year is. What is it? It's joy. Is it? Yeah. And it kind of has like a multiple meaning. So joy is in like, I want to accept joy into my life. I want to be around people that bring me joy. That's so sweet. And um, I want to be one to spread joy. Also, which it kind of goes hand in hand with our show. So we want to spread joy to other people. We want you to be around us so we can feel your joy. We're with a group of people who bring us joy. So that is how I came up with my word for 2020. Most of it revolved around this show. Oh, I love it. I have not even put any thought into a word for 2020. Oh, I don't. Well, I don't do New Year's resolutions. Yes. I do a word and then I stick with that word for the year. I really like that. And whenever that. I take an action, I think, is this really going to help me either add joy to someone else's life, bring joy to mine? And that's how I came oh up gosh. with joy is I really wanted it to be about our show. That's really special. I like it. So uh, we thought we would talk about, uh, before we get, I just love how our show starts sometimes. Yeah. It's like, it's our like first, we put peanut we're butter up, in, our, in our throats and mouths and then we tried to get talking with it. Uh, that didn't go over too well. But anyway, one of the yeah. things we thought we could talk about today is our 2020 predictions. Yes. Uh, we're going to break it out, break it down to it down our predictions of politics, yes. pop culture, yes. and fashion. I want to go first. Please. Because, you know, I love politics. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, Well, I don't know if you should be ready for this one. Embracing. Because my prediction for 2020 is that we're going to go to war with Iran. Yeah. And it's going to be another endless war. Uh, I mean, please, please, please. I don't care which side of the political aisle you're on. Again, I really don't care as long as you're watching us and loving us. I don't care. But this country does not need another endless war. We don't need another war in the Middle East. Uh, I, I get why some of the decisions were made. I can be a Democrat, a staunch Democrat, and still respect the fact that certain people need to be removed from this earth because they're horrible people. But I just really hope that both countries can figure out a way to uh, resolve this, de-escalate this. My thought is we just give them Mike Pence. We say, you know what, tit for tat. We took him. You get him. <laughs> Call it even. We move on. Happy 2020. No war with Iran. Yeah. That's my prediction for politics. For politics. What's yours? For politics? Yes. Oh, we have to say one for each. You do. Um, for politics. Make it up. Uh, wow. Way to put her on the spot. Way to put me on the spot. Um, I think the war, and mine goes along with yours. I think that the war or the impending war that I feel like is coming is going to just fuel the already Republican Democrat fire. And I feel like that is just going to build, right? You talk about war because it boosts people's patriotism and their love of America. And it's, it's just going to create even more uh, fuel to the already Trump supporters versus non-Trump supporters. And I don't, think that's going away until the election and i i i would totally agree with yeah, you yeah. and uh you know i think you and i both agree on this that you don't have to love or hate war to be a patriotic american correct you don't have to think that um you love the current president or dislike the current president to be a patriotic american 
Uh, we can be on both sides of the aisle, still be patriotic Americans. And I think that's what makes us a really great country. And if we can really focus on that in 2020, I think we can get over this great divide that we're seeing. Yeah, I do too. Something more fun. Pop culture. Okay. Do you want to know my prediction? I do. I predict that Kelly Clarkson is going to become the next Oprah. Oh, so, I was not expecting this. Yeah. That was heavy. Yeah. Okay, do <laughs> oh, tell. My. So I, Kelly Clarkson has gone from Girl Next Door American Idol to all the things that she did with her own career and how it sort of morphed into things, right? And then it sort of morphed again into this voice coach and people got to learn a little more about her. And now she's doing a talk show. And she is truthfully... A mm -hmm. hilariously genuine person to listen to. I love listening to I her. I love listening to her. And her voice, number one, is amazing. So she could sing all day and I'd love it. I get feeds across my Facebook all the time for yeah. Kelly Oki, Kelly Oki, Kelly Oki. Yes. I interrupt you. Keep going. No, it's fine. I just feel like she, I predict in 2020 that she is going to continue to climb. And whether it's the platform of her talk show, and that's where I really think it's it's going to really show. Um, but now she's getting her own Vegas. Um, you know, how do you, what do you say when people, you know, sort of have an opening a residency. or residency in yeah. Vegas, right? And I just think she's going to continue to produce amazing things in 2020. I do too. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Las Vegas, one of our most favorite cities, I actually follow a lot of Las Vegas news on Facebook and Twitter because yeah. I just really love the city. I consider it a second home. That's how much of a connection we really have to that city. Uh, but with Celine Dion leaving yes. in 2019, that created a huge vacancy. Yeah. Uh, so I know right now Caesar's Palace is in a panic because they can't fill the Coliseum like they did with Celine Dion every single night. So, you know, I really hope I don't know where she's going to be. I think her residence residency is actually at Planet Hollywood. I didn't know. So that, Caesar's yeah. Palace really needs to uh, get in the game and try to find another big yeah. name to be the replacement for Celine because I know they're getting a little nervous. My pop culture prediction is actually a little darker than yours. Oh, my. And mine is that Justin Bieber is going to overdose and die this year. Oh, my. So you heard he's going out on tour again. I did. He has had some major struggles with drugs, alcoholism, uh, his, his tendency to lean toward violence, his, his disconnectedness. I hope it's not true. But as soon as I heard that he was going out on tour again and he said it's going to be the greatest tour ever, a huge comeback, mm. I just don't think he's ready Buddy, stay away for one more year, get healthy, get strong before you go out on tour. Because I just really fear there's so many men and women out there who want to take advantage of him in terms of the music industry. Yeah. And he just needs to lay low for one more year, really get his footing and then go out on tour and be the best you you can possibly be. So I hope it doesn't come true. But that's my fear. Yeah, I'm always confused by his brand. Right. I'm confused. What is it? By, right. Yeah. Like what, who, and the world is chiming in, but I mean, I honestly feel like, who, that was good. Who, who, that was really good. who is he? You know, he's, he's tattooed, tough guy, low rider, jean guy, but then he's also got this like young puberty voice guy, which seems wholesome and, and not that. I, so I can't just by hearing his name, it confuses me. I don't know who he is. I, 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 don't, I don't feel either. like I trust him. Do you know brand. what I would like to hear him switch over to? Yeah. Country music. Oh, man. He has a very gentle voice. Yeah. And if you've ever heard some of his acoustic music, I really enjoy listening well, to Well, then it. you could hear a story. And maybe if he had any songwriting skills, which he may, maybe you'd actually hear who mm -hmm. he is. You'd understand. I, I personally, and you know, trust me, I'm not the Justin Bieber fan club member here, but I just feel like... I, I need to know who you are in order to kind of love you. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Back to me. Back to you. All right. And our very last prediction is fashion. Yes. I'll go first on this one. My prediction is that color is going to return to people's wardrobes. I say this every year, every single year, but I want to see a decrease in the blacks and the grays and the beiges. When you go into a store, especially as a man, when you go into a store, everything is black, white, gray, beige. I want to see more color. As you can tell, I really love color. Nicole loves color. color. I want to see more color in the men's selections and not just in terms of uh, like clothing, but I also want to see more color coming back in terms of furniture. You cannot go into a furniture anywhere in this country without seeing a whole bunch of brown, black, gray, beige. So I want there to be more color. Oh, I hope that's true. I really hope it's that's not even true. a prediction. That's like me begging anybody who's <laughs> watching. Please, you have any say, more color. Give us some color. We need to not be so washed out. I, my fashion prediction is that the skinny leg jean is going to start being phased out. And is that going to be tapered out? I. Uh, <laughs> I did that. Um, I yeah, totally that was did. really, that was really nice. Totally that. that was really nice. I, I feel like wide leg and flare leg jeans are going to make a comeback in a big way, which is unfortunate. Here's how I'm, what I'm going to say. Number one, skinny leg jeans, <laughs> but wide leg jeans for a short chump, chump, chubby girl. I couldn't even say the word. I'm so sad. But <laughs> wide leg jeans are not flattering. So I'm not sure how they're going to combine the stretch of the jegging that for the last two years really is like exploded <laughs> literally and like put that into a wide leg that's attractive on on everyone because you know i also i'm going to add this in here i still believe the body positivity train is going to keep on rolling in because that is not going away it is so, not and i want to thank jamila jamal uh, do you know who she is i don't from the good place oh you have to follow her on twitter uh, let's make sure we tag her because she, her, like for the last two, three years, that's all she's been focusing on is female body positivity. Yeah. And she has been on a crusade that is very anti-Kardashian, very anti-weight loss industry, very anti-marketing uh, to young girls for weight loss products. Yeah. Uh, we, we have to make sure that we link her up because I think she is both fascinating yeah, I need as to well as entertaining. Her. So uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about horoscopes, but I know there's one more thing you want to do before we take a quick little break. Um, Steve. I'm ready. I have got a joke for you, and I'm going to see if I can get you to laugh in the new year. Look away, Nicole. Look away. I'm looking away, and here comes my first. A man walks into a zoo, and the only animal in that entire zoo he sees is a dog. You know, it's a real shit zoo. (laughs) That was cute. I liked it. That was really cute. Thank you. That's Aww. my that's my joke. I'm glad it got you. Do to you chuckle. have the joke about the dog who swallowed yarn and? Oh. Oh, what? there's something some meme out there about it. The the dog. I chewed up your favorite stack of yarn, and I pooped it out. I shit zoo not. <laughs> that's my favorite. Okay, we'll be right back. That was back. good. We'll be right back. Oh, hi. Welcome back. We were just doing the hokey pokey. We were hokey pokeying it all over town. (laughs) That's not even a joke. We literally were. We actually were doing the hokey pokey. Uh, Steve. I'm ready. I would like to talk about 2020 horoscope predictions. Okay. Okay. So I looked these up. First of all, I'd like to tell everyone that you were a Libra. I am a Libra. And what is your birth date? 
you know, the September-ish. Yeah, September-ish. Yeah, Very good. Somewhere there. Oh, That's we the, almost slipped in. The, I was about ready to give you my whole I know. name, and birthday, social security city. number. Don't Here's the city I was born out. in. My we mom's maiden name. We probably won't go through a dog. Your dog, first dog? What was your first pet's name? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> That was hilarious. I don't know if y'all heard that, but the doggies in the other side of the set, the basement, started barking. Other part of the studio. It was fun. Okay, horoscopes for 2020 are a Libra. So I found it interesting, but Libra horoscopes in 2020 foretells that your life will be made easier than normal this year. Oh, I could use that. You're going to have fewer responsibilities and more time to do the things that you really want to do. You're going to work on your hobbies. Which will be able to bring you a lot of joy this year. Does it really say that? You are not crapping me. I'm not. And I didn't even know that that was your word until just right now. That is creepy. 2020 is going to be a great year for you to focus on yourself and your relationships. This year, 2020 is likely to be smooth sailing for the average Libran. Hmm. Libran? Libran. Well, you and I both know. Oh, go ahead. Carry on. Make sure you enjoy this year. Take super advantage of the year. Years like this do not happen super often. Wow. Isn't that great? Like, I had not seen my horoscope, but yet yeah. I was telling Nicole earlier today about some of the changes that I'm making, like professionally, yes. personally. I know. And then you came at me with this. That's a little bit creepy. I know. Yeah. It's, Mine is not so great. Should I read it to you? <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, I want to read it to you <laughs> so, I'm so that a, they can see your face. I'm an Aquarius. You're an Aquarius. I'm a, um, I'm a late January girl. Late January, and her mother's maiden name is Smith. <laughs> mm-hmm. Password 123ABC exclamation point. Jane Doe. <laughs> Jane Doe. <laughs> Nicole. Yeah. Aquarius horoscope 2020 predicts that many new opportunities will come your way this year. Oh. <gasps> Hello, talk show. Okay. Is 2020 a good year for Aquarius? 2020 is a great year to improve yourself and your surroundings. You're likely to feel more impulsive this year, which will bring some changes in your life. You are also more direct this year, which can also help you get ahead. Be careful when it comes to getting ahead of yourself, though. Back it up. It doesn't say why. It just says be careful. (laughs) That is ominous. There will be some changes in your life in 2020. New opportunities, people, and changes will come your way with this year. Okay. Aquarius, you need to know when and where your creativity and natural traits are needed and enjoyed. (gasps) I mean, come on. That was just talking about our show. Both of ours. It is. I can't believe it. Anyway, they're great horoscopes. Where's Bert? Um, I actually need Bert. I'm so sorry, Bert. This is awkward. Thank you for bringing that up. I made it awkward. I'm so nice. All right, let's just jump to a joke. Okay, and another joke, Steve. I mean, honestly, I've worked really hard at these. I believe you. I bought a new horse over the holidays. His name is Mayo. Sometimes when I listen, mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing, nothing at all, you know, mayonnaise. (laughs) We'll be right back. See you in a bit. Hi, welcome back. Hey, welcome. So we're here in the kitchen and we decided that we were going to show you guys a fun craft idea that you can do too. um, That will be a great project to put out for the wildlife in the winter. So let's talk about what we did. 
right. Okay, so we picked up a couple metal bunk pans, um, and we found them, you know, this one we have in the kitchen, a couple of these we found at a thrift store, and we had some cranberries and some greenery left from the holidays. And we put them in our bunk pans and filled it with water and set them in the deep freeze. And then, after a couple weeks, we decided to take them out and dump their little butts in some hot water. And just like that... TV magic. TV magic. These adorable ice wreaths popped out. And so, what you can do with these, and you can fill them with whatever sort of edibles or greenery you would like. Not that sort of edible or greenery. Correct, we don't want it's that. It's only actually. legal in California and Illinois. Yes, and a lot of people do these for inside their punch bowls um, um, for holiday parties, but um, we decided that we would do these uh, to be a craft to be eaten outside because a lot of squirrels and um, birds right now are foraging and looking for something delicious to munch on. And look how cute that is! That is really cute. I know! You can hang it outside on your shepherd's hooks that maybe got wedged in the ground and frozen and you can't get out anyway. Or if you're going to take your holiday or Christmas decorations down. Look at how adorable this is. And as it starts to melt, you're going to see birds that are going to sit on here and squirrels that are going to try to get at it and eat at the cute things that you put inside. So, simple craft. This easy turned out a lot cuter than I thought it would. Did you think this was going to be a disaster? Because <laughs> <laughs> everything we do works out perfectly. Always. If you haven't noticed. Seamless. But when I saw the photos of these online, and you're like, hey, take a look at this. We should consider doing this. Yeah. The photo, they showed it from this angle. Yeah. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's kind of me. Well, let's do it. But... They should show it from this angle, so when we post photos, you're going to see this side, not the other side. Correct. Um, but this was a really great idea. Thank yeah. you for showing us. Absolutely. That was fun. Yeah. So, give it a shot. We'll give you guys a link on uh, how to do it, but I think it's pretty simple. Enjoy. Talk to you later. Hey, welcome back. So I'm glad everybody enjoyed uh, our little, or I hope everybody enjoyed our little holiday. I don't even know if we enjoyed our little holiday craft. Well, it's like a post-holiday feed the wildlife craft. And, I, you know, I feel like it was kind of fun. And since Nicole is all about saving the turkeys or throwing them off of buildings and catching them for Thanksgiving. You know, whatever. We're going to do whatever we Potato. can to save the deer. Potato. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about movies. There's a ton of new movies out. I know. Have you seen anything great? We have been going to movie after movie after movie. Yeah. We signed up for this thing called AMC Stubs. 21 bucks a month. You get to see three movies a week. So if you even go to two movies a month, it is well worth your money. Uh, but we recently saw a movie called Jojo Rabbit. Before you start that fun fact, guess the last movie I saw. Avatar. Avatar in the theaters was the last movie I was in the theaters. Aren't they on like Avatar 7 now? I am unsure. It looks like I've got a lot of catching up to do. I think we have an idea. Maybe. Sign Nicole up for AMC Stubs and we do live movie reviews in the back of the car. Possibly. I, I'm just going to make a prediction. Every movie we see is going to end like this. Steve, that is the best movie I have seen the all best. year. Because I haven't seen any. <laughs> Uh -huh. All year. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Nicole's just going to be like, no, it wasn't. No, I no, it wasn't. I didn't get it. I don't understand. So anyway, let me start with that. Okay. Let me tell you about the best movie I have seen all year. And I'm not even joking. Okay. No, am I? I'm not. You're I'm not. not. I'm not. Jojo Rabbit. Okay. So I didn't know what I was about to see. And it was about 30 minutes into the movie before I finally realized what was kind of sort of happening. But for the first 30 minutes, I felt so dirty. Uh, the, the premise of the movie is that... There are a group of children being indoctrinated into Hitler's army. 
one of the little boys being Jojo, who pl- is played by a gentleman or a young man by the name of Roman Griffin Davis. And he did a phenomenal job. But in the movie, Jojo is being indoctrinated. And one of the ways he has to prove that he is strong enough to be in Hitler's army is he has to kill a rabbit. And he can't do it. He can't find it in his heart to harm the little animal. So he goes running off from the day camp and all the other little kids start making fun of him. Jojo rabbit, Jojo rabbit. And that that's how he ended up getting the nickname and how they ended up creating the name of the movie. But anyway, um, his mom, Rosie Betzler, who was played by uh, Scarlett Johansson. Think of like Rosie the Riveter. Yeah. She was the matriarch of this movie. Nice. And I couldn't figure out really why she would attach her name to the movie. I didn't. I'm like, this movie is so inappropriate. There is nothing funny about Jeremy, Nazi, Hitler's. Like, I don't know why anybody would make a comedy about it, but it snuck up on you and it nipped you in the bud oh, that's nice. when you least suspected it. So overall, the movie was brilliantly written. I didn't think there would ever be a time when there would be anything funny about Nazi Germany ever. I mean, I have a pretty easygoing personality, but there are certain things that I just yeah, don't find just, funny. Right. It's just a, a no-go. Um, but like any dramedy, it started off extremely funny. Well, I didn't find it funny, but other people in the movie theater found it extremely funny. I did not. I was the prude that was like, I will not laugh at this. I will walk out of this movie if I have to. Um, but then you get about a quarter of the way in and you realize, oh, there is a deep storyline yeah. going yeah. on here. Um, the writing staff was able to drop a bit of humor throughout the movie just when you thought it was going to get serious. Um, they they made sure that the gentleman who played Hitler um, came in at just the right time. Who knew Hitler could be funny? But they nailed it. And they nailed it so perfectly that they almost did this juxtaposition between Hitler and baby Trump. And I think most people know what baby Trump is. It's the the big old man baby. But that's what they portrayed Hitler to be. And the more disenfranchised his army became, the closer we got to the point in which Hitler blew his own brains out, the more of a man baby he became in the movie. And he ended up becoming Jojo Betzler's best friend in his imagination because Jojo, remember, was trying to impress him. The movie was so heartwarming. Without giving the storyline away, they depicted how even some of Hitler's army had hearts and would go out of their way to try to protect some of the most marginalized communities, whether it's the Jewish community, the LGBTQ community. Um, I I love how they cleverly and hilariously implied that two of the main characters, uh, which were uh, the number two and number three in command to Hitler, were secret gay lovers behind Hitler's oh back. Oh, my. Um, yeah. You just... Oh, I said, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm really throwing myself off. Hi. So it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, like, honestly say, when I heard you say you went to this movie, Jojo Rabbit, I actually thought that maybe it was like a spinoff of Jessica Rabbit's, like, tiny child, <laughs> and that that's what it was going to be, was like another one of those... Jessica Rabbit movies. So close. So close to the actual storyline really? you're describing. Yeah. So, actually. so think Jessica Rabbit meets Roger Rabbit and throw both of those out because that was not what it was about. Yes, in I'm any learning way. that it was yeah. a little bit deeper than that. 
It's really hard. From what I can see, you basically felt as though of all the films you've seen in the last <laughs> month, this is by far the best male performance in a movie you've seen since Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense. He saw dead people. My God, Steve, we are all going to go watch this movie. And it is not Jessica Rabbit's kid. Tune in for Steve to give you another riveting movie review in a future episode. <laughs> I had to spit my soda out. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Get those big old man hands fanning you off. <laughs> well, producer Burns. <laughs> Here on the Stephen Nicole with producer Bert. We didn't even say that once. This is the Stephen Nicole show with producer Bert. It is the new year. I'm literally crying. <laughs> Steve's going through some things now. I'm just going to help him through. He's really just working on joy. <laughs> we hope you tune in and follow us wherever we take you. We promise it'll always be this good. No, it won't. It'll be worse. But come with us. It will. Oh, God, I need to compose myself. From all of us to all of you, joy in 2020. That's all we have to end. <laughs> Oh my god, I haven't laughed this hard in like a year. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> you just like fell off the earth there, right about here. You're like, Arr! I don't know what happened oh, to you. It was the wrap on the <laughs> was like, you didn't oh, notice that. I didn't even see it. I was like zoning out. My eyes couldn't focus. <laughs> no, you were going on your coffee cup rant and you looked that way and I went like this. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my God. I actually snorted on camera. Make sure you edit the snort out. Oh, no. It's staying in. Oh. Leave it in there. Oh, my God. You did great. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Be sure to visit our website at stephennicoleshow.com and on our social media channels at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and other podcasting networks. And if you found this episode absolutely fabulous, be sure to share the fun.